is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. I, yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Mike Grimm joining us from the Twin Cities uh, via the phone this morning as we're talking. This afternoon, it is airing just past 4 o'clock here on uh, KWLM. And, uh, well, Grimmer, a few uh, football game times were announced. It's always an exciting time. You get to the schedule fleshed out uh, a little bit more. A few kickoff times have been announced. Uh, do you immediately put those onto your calendar and start getting ready for those games? Yeah, I've already, you know, I've booked my plans now. I know where to win to be at the stadium. So yeah. That's good. Um, no, it's good. Uh, first two games of the year, prime time, so nothing wrong with that. That first game of the year is on on uh, Fox, Fox prime time, which yeah. is, you know, a good, good situation. I like that matchup. I, uh, that's a Minnesota, Nebraska, big 10 opener. And, um, I think that'll be a well-watched game. Those are good, good ratings. And I, I think that'll be a Minnesota win and that's a good way to start your season. And then you got Eastern Michigan the next week in a big 10 network primetime game. And then, um, and then it, it, it's a hard schedule though. I I look at it. I was actually kind of breezing through it this morning just looking yeah. at it and, yeah um it's hard because you're at north carolina they'll be a top 25 team that's not an easy game at all um and they'll be favored for sure in that game so you gotta you know if you want to win that you're gonna have to pull off an upset that's a that's a 230 game and then um and even the homecoming game louisiana that that's that's no picnic i'm i i, I had really not i mean i knew that that game was on the schedule but um, you know, you look at that. Louisiana's been to several bowl games. Um, they upset Iowa State a couple of years ago. Uh, that's that's not going to be a picnic either. I mean, that's a sneaky game because people just in those kind of games, as you know, they just want to go through and say, oh, win, win. Yep, that's a win. And, they, I mean, you hope it is, but that's not going to be, be an easy one. And I think that was an 11 o'clock homecoming game. So yeah. those were the ones. I wish, they, I wish they could do it where you'd get all the times. You know, like the Vikings right. know all their times through, like, what, I think the first fifteen weeks or something. Yeah. Uh, I wish they could do that. It'd be it'd be better for everybody except the people that write the big checks and yeah. TV wants to make sure they get the good games on at the right time. So I get it, but it'd be nice if they could do that. Um, I guess I think the rest of the way it's you know we're we're looking at those you know ten days, ten, twelve, fifteen days out before we know what what time the game is. The schedule is a tough one this year. You know, they, I, if, uh, explain to folks kind of the, the scheduling a little bit. Uh, it, it, you know, they hadn't had uh, Michigan and Ohio State on the schedule for the last couple of seasons, but they're back on it this year. Yeah, so um, in essence, uh, and, and this will change now when the Big Ten changes next year for 2024 when USC and UCLA come in. Uh, the rumor is that they'll do away with divisions altogether and it'll just be kind of a random nine-game schedule, and the top two teams will play in the Big Ten title game. And then, you know, all that could be put into a frenzy as well, depending on, um, you know, there's there's continued rumblings that the Big Ten could expand further than just those two. At some point, they're going to have to. I, you know, we've talked about this before. I see no way that Nebraska's closest home con- – I'm sorry, uh, UCLA and USC's closest home conference game will be Nebraska. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't see – Look, I know it's a lot of money and prestige in USC and UCLA. Um, I just can't believe that those two schools uh, each decided, you know, we're going to do that without any some sort of assurances from somebody that said, hey, look, we're going to work. It's not going to be overnight. But we're going to work on getting you some some uh, 
some Western representation. You know, I think the rumor lately was Washington and Seattle, uh, Washington and Oregon, and maybe Stanford could be in that mix. Certainly, all of those schools would fit the Big Ten mode of land grant institutions and all that stuff. You know, big big schools with. Um, um, you know, major research facilities and 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 big time markets and and all that. Anyway, that that's a sidebar to the to the scheduling question in, in the sense that um, this is the final year of the division. So you play everyone in your division, and then it's really a random draw um, for, for Minnesota for, for because it's a six. You know, there's six team divisions. Uh, sorry, there's seven team divisions. You play six games in your division. That leaves you with three games outside the division. Three crossover games. And so to make it work, um, the mathematician said um, each team plays one team. You got the, the same team you play uh, in, in they're, they're basically – it was basically a 36-year schedule. Oh. So you have the other teams and you play um, one team every year for six years. And for Minnesota, if you remember, that was Maryland for a while. And I yeah. think right now it's Michigan State. Um, Ohio State and Nebraska were that crossover. That's why Nebraska people were were, were upset. Um, they, you know, you had to play Ohio State for every year for six years, while other people in your division don't. And then it's basically over the next for the rest of the six years, you play everybody else in the other division once at home and once um, on the road. Hmm. And um, so you get you know Ohio State twice over six years, Michigan twice over six years, and on down the line. So that that's basically how it's set. It all it all get blown up next year though. So so sixteen teams next year, and uh, like you said, it seems impossible that uh, the California schools would agree to come in uh, because they, I mean it's not just for football. If it was just football, doable. It's I mean they've got tennis yeah. teams and basketball teams. You know all the other teams that are going to be engaged in all this travel as well. That would seem to be a pretty hefty number on their athletic budget overall to 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 do all that traveling. So. Uh, there's got to be expansion continuing. What's the perfect number, do you think? Where, where might they eventually wind up? Well, that's a great question, and I think it depends on what the timeline is. Um, if if uh, the Todd and Friends podcast, let's hope we're all still around in like five years. <laughs> right. And if we're all still around in five years, I think you're looking at 20. Okay. Um, you know, 10 years. Uh, let, me, let me take that back. Yeah, I'll say 20 and I think you could see it grow to as many as 24 potentially way down the road. Yeah. It all has to work. You know, it, look, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's fortunate but unfortunate. It all is really uh, driven by money. Um, it used to be driven by um, geography and um, athletic uh, uh, similarities. In other words, um, you know, you, you want schools that are generally similar. And 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 really academics. The school presidents really in the Big Ten for years took pride in everyone was a member of the AAU, which is a big academic, you know, um, consortium of schools. And the Big Ten members um, uh, really do work together academically. They can go together on grants and share research. And there's some things there that still is the case. I mean, the, the Big Ten is not going to let any, you know, real dog. Uh, "Quote unquote," you know, uh, schools that don't have high academic uh, rankings. The, the good news for the Big Ten is there's a lot of really good schools that fit. I mean, a lot of really good academic schools. So, I think ideally they'd love to, um, you know, given the situation. This is this is Mike Grimm talking now. Certainly not, you know, anybody within the office of the Big Ten. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to anybody about it. But my my pure speculation here would be that they'll they'll be looking at, as I mentioned, uh, Oregon. 
uh, Washington, Stanford potentially to, to get added to, to, to make a cluster of teams out west. Um, to me, the big kingpin in the whole thing for this will be Notre Dame. What yeah. does Notre Dame want to do? Um, everyone says, well, they, they're going to want to stay independent uh, without really looking into it. And I don't know if they can do that um, uh, in the long term. And the Big Ten uh, and Notre Dame would be a great fit. I'd love it because I think it, I think it just adds – look, adding USC and UCLA also adds marquee to the conference just in terms of fun matchups. And, um, look, when, think about that. Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska – you know, you name, you know, that look, those teams all go visit UCLA and USC or UCLA and USC go to those teams. That That's immediately one of those either primetime games or the 2.30 time slot, right? I mean, yep. it, that's a big game. And so Notre Dame gets thrown into that mix. I don't care who Notre Dame's playing. Notre Dame-Rutgers is going to be a, a, a game that people will pay attention to, right? Yep. And so you, you've got that, and I think Notre Dame – the reason, so again, we're diving into the weeds here a little bit, but my, my theory, there's two theories on Notre Dame. Uh, one, uh, staying independent is not financial, because for a long time, uh, the thought was, well, they get to keep all the money, right? They, they get this big contract from NBC and they get to keep it all. They don't have to share it like the Big Ten. But in some cases, the value of the pieces in whole are bigger than the value of any single school. Um, and that's for sure in the Big Ten. I mean, Purdue, Iowa, maybe even Minnesota to a certain degree, if they just went on their own to get a contract, they are not going to get $100 million a year from a TV contractor to, to televise. No. But as a whole, the whole conference is able to package a bunch of stuff, and, and they're going to get it. Uh, Notre Dame is now, even though they're you know maybe the biggest brand name in college football, certainly one of the top five, um, that NBC can't, isn't going to give them $100 mil, right? No. They just aren't. Yeah. They go to the Big Ten. Uh, well, first of all, if they if they add to the Big Ten, the Big Ten schools might all split up another you know six seven million dollars each, and all of a sudden Notre Dame gets in on the on on the big money. So one, I, I don't know how long Notre Dame's going to want to sit, being independent, scheduling teams, and then you know being thirty or forty million dollars a year short in revenue. Now they have certainly stashes of cash and endowments and all that, but but athletic departments don't you know dive into that money very often. So that's one reason. The other reason is I think this is the sneaky reason. This is this is uh, you know the Mike Grimm conspiracy theory reason um, is that if you look at the language of the of the uh, football playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, the host team. So so there's going to be four teams that get buys if if memory serves me right out of the twelve teams when the new thing gets kicked in in twenty what is it twenty four twenty five I forget now yep. whenever that is um, the, the the four teams that get buys are all um, waiting, and then there's going to be home games for, for those teams. Uh, however, it, if you read the, the, the write-up, it says the top four seeds, the top four teams that get buys are the, are the four highest-ranked conference champions, which means Notre Dame will never get to host a playoff game. And if you know Notre Dame, they, they, I mean, think about this. They're, they're only in a conference because baseball and basketball and uh, hockey, they're in the Big Ten for hockey already. They need they need people to play. Yeah. Notre Dame, that's the only reason they're a conference. It has nothing to do with football. Obviously, they're not in a conference. The, 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 the entire reason the Notre Dame Athletic Department exists is for Notre Dame to win a national football title. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to be allowed to host a playoff game because they're not a member of a conference or they, they never can be a conference champion, that road gets harder. Mm-hmm. 
And um, if the whole goal is to let's try to win a championship game, you're going to want to, on those years you can make it in, be a host of one of those games. Uh, I, I think that those two reasons alone are enough in the next handful of years where they're going to have to figure it out. On top of which, SE, the SEC is now going to go to a nine-game schedule. The ACC is at a nine-game. Big, Big 12 is already at a nine-game schedule. Big 10 at a nine-game schedule. It, the, 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 the chances for Notre Dame to schedule a full schedule of really good teams that are going to qualify them for the playoffs uh, continues to shrink. You know, there just isn't going to be a lot of opportunity for them to schedule these, these great teams. They're in, this, they're in this agreement with the ACC, but the ACC may not have the cachet that it once did as these conference powers continue, uh, you know, to dive into things, on top of which um, if the Big Ten gets to 20 or 24 – um, the teams, I think Virginia, North Carolina, uh, you know Miami of Florida, Georgia Tech. There, those are some markets and some some schools that fit the uh, academic mode brilliantly. Um, if those teams leave the ACC, uh, who does Notre Dame have left to play then? You know, and if we end up with you know, let's say just for the fun of it, four 24 team super conferences. You know, if that that, that seems to be the way it's trending, maybe it's three you know, 24 teams, yeah. uh, Notre Dame will have nobody to play. So that, that's a long answer. I, I didn't mean to make it this long, but it's a long answer to why I think eventually Notre Dame will join. I think the Big Ten will be a 20 or 24 team league. And then at that point, clearly you got to go to divisions. It might, you know, with Kevin Warren there, uh, my thought was it, he was angling to make this kind of an NFL model. You get to 24 teams, you have four or five divisions, um, and and you know you um, you move on from there. Maybe you you know you play the um, SEC winner, and that's basically your national title, something like that. Yeah, I'm talking long down the road. Now Warren is gone. They have a new guy in, and who knows what his vision is. But um, yeah, it's it, there's uh, it's a changing landscape in so many ways, and that is clearly one of them. Starts next year, uh, 24. Uh, will be when the playoffs uh, start and 12 teams. Uh, indeed, and initially they're going to start out as uh, part of a bowl rotation for the quarterfinals, but it, uh, just reading something here on the College Football Playoff website, uh, they may go to home teams hosting, uh, but it doesn't sound like they'll do that at least the first year. Uh, it'll be a bowl yeah. rotation for the for the quarterfinals, yeah. so it's coming. And the NFL model, yeah, I've heard that too, that it might wind up uh, that that's what it looks like. I just hope they don't use the um, the soccer uh, form where they have basically a, a Champions League, or in this case it would be a first division uh, in, in the Big Ten if they go to 20 or 24, and a second division. So all of the marquee teams are playing in the first division, and then Minnesota, Northwestern, some of the others maybe that they would say aren't quite as valuable of properties are in a second division. I hope it doesn't go that way. Yeah, that would that would not be good. I, yeah. I don't see it going that way because okay. I do think, like I said, the sum of the parts, uh, whatever that old saying is, is going to be greater. Um, that said, um, it you know could it be that the powers just get together and create you know a thirty team league? And I'm talking like powers, powers. I'm talking you know out of the Big Ten, you'd be looking at uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, maybe Nebraska, but probably not. And you've got you know, Georgia, Alabama, you know, basically the top three or four football powerhouses from each league, um, could they all get together? And, and they are playing in a different stratosphere, certainly. There's no quite, no one can argue that, that Minnesota's trying to compete with Ohio State on a regular basis. It just, that's not reality. No. That doesn't mean they, that doesn't mean, though, that they, in a league, can't play them like 
the Gophers go to Ohio State this fall in November. That should not be an easy game, but um, they would stink not to be able to have Minnesota in a league that would get an opportunity to, to have that chance to, to pull the upset off, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, give them a chance to play it because it, upsets, obviously, they do happen. That's why people watch the games and pull for those uh, upsets. But, yeah, so big changes coming and starting next year. I, I For my money, I like the 12-team uh, format. Honestly, I was fine if they left it at four. Um, but uh, But going to 12, you know, it adds a little intrigue to it. But as they expand the playoffs, will we at some point see the elimination of the conference championship games? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, the conference championship games, I think they, they're basically a moneymaker, right? It's a one-night deal. I just saw that there was some controversy that the Big Ten promised the NBC, or promised NBC the 2025 game, I want to say, or the 2026 Big Ten title game. And um, either had forgotten or didn't care that Fox had already had the rights to that game, <laughs> and so and so the Big Ten is potentially having to rebate Fox some money for that. And I heard it would, could it be as much as forty million dollars. So, um, if you're talking that that game's worth forty million dollars, I don't think you'll see the elimination of it because uh, the conferences aren't going to get their hands on any of the quarterfinal or playoff money. So, um, the other thing I, I think you could do or we'll see is the shift. Um, the season, I think, will start in August. Okay. I think it'll get done well before Thanksgiving because uh, all these games are going to be, you know, if, if let's say that the conference championship game stays. I even think you, I even think at some point you could see the conferences, particularly if you're a league of 24. Yeah. I could see where you're going to play a semifinal game. You know, sure. to, at, uh, you know, you had two marquee semifinal games: Michigan against Ohio State. Let's let's do this. Let's say Michigan against Minnesota, Ohio State against Penn State. Uh, those winners then play in the Rose Bowl for the Big Ten championship game because the Rose Bowl is kind of is is going to become meaningless. Render, you know, it's going to be rendered meaningless. Nobody, you know, if you win the Big Ten, you ain't going to the Rose Bowl. You're going to the playoffs. Right. So um, one way to try to maintain some of the uh, the prestige of the Big Ten, or I'm sorry, of the Rose Bowl, in my opinion, especially with USC and UCLA coming in and potentially some of those others, is let's just make the Big Ten championship game the Rose Bowl. People will still go. Grimmer, thanks so much. You got it. Always enjoy it, Todd. Thank you. Uh, Mike Grimm joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.